So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Doc Jake Sport, and with me, I have the head trainer of FitWit, Ethan Duff. Guys, this dude is super knowledgeable when it comes to the world of uh, health, wellness, fitness training, and all the above. Uh, he's doing some really incredible things for a company called FitWit, and he uh, and I'm super excited to get him on the podcast today. So, Ethan, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah, dude, you guys are, uh, we'll, we'll just briefly touch this because I'm sure our listeners are tired of hearing about it too, but man, with COVID coming around and, and just the impact it's had on an industry like, like a gymnasiums or like fitness facilities, um, you guys are, I, I'm, not, I'm not shy to say it, you guys are doing far better than a lot of the gyms that we work with or that we've seen in the Atlanta area, I should say, um, from both a value add standpoint to the patients and your communication um, it, the leadership, it's been very clear, concise, and, um, I mean, and people notice that. So, um, wh- what are some of the, what are some of the ways, um, that you, or what are some tactics, I guess, that you've used to just trying to stay steady throughout all this and maintain a good uh, relationship with the community that you guys have worked so hard to accumulate? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the big thing for us, and, and I've seen it throughout just following other gyms in town and just, you know, around the country and the world, I think the gyms have had a really good way of just hitting the ground running, you know, and I think the fact that community is such a big part of gym culture now that it's easy to be able to reach out, talk to your members and have a game plan that allows you to kind of just flow and and keep going in these, in these really weird and trying times and, you know, kind of unprecedented waters that we're, that we're all in. And I think for us as a company, the fact that community is, is one of our main staples, you know, it's really kind of the foundation of what we are as a, as a gym and as a company, it was easy for us to just flow into this. And, you know, um, some of the big things we did right off the bat is, is we shifted everything to online into that online, uh, true coach platform, which has been really cool and and really helpful. It's, uh, really in depth. I don't know if you've ever gone on true coach, but you yeah. can, you can program and you can have video links and you can really not only customize, but personalize workouts for people in there. And we jumped right on that. And we also did a really good job dividing up our entire gym. You know, we do a, a big group fitness, uh, program and we took all the staff members of the gym and basically divvied up all of our members to the different coaches throughout the gym and everybody now had their group of people that they were responsible for. And we went right to doing uh, live Facebook live workouts immediately. I mean, the first week of shutting everything down, we went right to Facebook live workouts, transitioned that into zoom live workouts, 
we posted all the workouts into replay so people would have access to all these things. And I definitely think one of the big things that we always try to provide at FitWit is this idea of value. And mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes it can be, you know, us making sure that we are always over delivering, you know, how can yeah. we continue to over deliver? So, you know, nothing was changed as far as membership dues or fees. It was, Hey, let's see what we can do. How are we going to roll through this? And how can we just set up an awesome online platform that will allow people to not only have live opportunities to work out, but also the ability to access replay videos and then have a coach that they can access through a, a program and a platform that has all kinds of content in it. So really just kind of yeah. hitting the ball running on those, those three phases. Yeah. Yeah. And man, you guys do over deliver a ton. I love what you guys do over there from a, from a programming standpoint, because you guys uh, really tend, tend to take like a mobility and to play. Uh, you guys are trying to make sure that people are, are able to move well and then move often. That's something that we talk about all the time in our clinic. I think you guys kind of like uh, really internalize that at your guys' facility as well. Uh, what, what do you think is, so for, for our listeners who may not be familiar with who FitWit is, um, what, what is FitWit and what do you think is uh, some of you guys' like key contributing factors to your identity? And this may be a loaded question, but, and then uh, um, what kind of separates you from other gyms in the area? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I was saying before, our community is really big. and I, I know a lot of gyms kind of tout having a, a great community, but you know, FitWit started in 2006, and I don't have all the facts about a, the Atlanta fitness community, but I would definitely say we're probably one of the longest running gyms and brands in the city, which is just a testament to not only uh, the company, but also the community that supports its its company, right? So, yeah, uh, you know, 14 years doing this, and we've evolved over those years, and we still have members who have been here from day one. We have lots of members who have been here for over 10 years, and I think they really set the foundation of, of what it is that we do. And we almost like to call ourselves the cheers of fitness. You know, we're the place where Love everybody, it. everybody goes, right? Like everybody goes and everybody knows your name. And, you know, so for me, I, I run all the morning classes at the gym and I can tell you every single person's name that comes into that room. And I mean, every morning class we had today, there was over 20 people in every class. I can tell you all their names. And that's kind of rooted in the culture. Yeah. How we train our staff that, hey, you're expected to know these people's names, to address them by their names, to get to know them, to kind of set this relationship and understanding that relationships is, is really the foundation of what we do as a business. You know, like having cool programs and, and understanding, you know, functional anatomy and, and understanding fitness, you know, that's paramount we need to know that to do this job but really understanding yeah. people and building relationships is is what sets the foundation so i think that is what sets us apart um and we just also continue to evolve you know this idea of one percent better is is really at the foundation of us as a community and us as a staff and yeah we've seen we've seen lots of iterations over the 14 years of business so yeah Dude, I love it. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that I think is really interesting or that I love about you guys is, is the um, intelligence of the programming. Um, I mean, you, you guys are trying to just make uh, healthier and like the health, healthier, fitter and stronger to kill human beings, man. <laughs> and, and it really shows like um, very diverse in the programming that you guys have. Uh, you guys have all kinds of stuff that 
really transfers over into some of the stuff that we do in the P in PT land or physical therapy land, uh, where you guys are doing about, uh, you know, like functional range conditioning drills. You guys are doing like controlled articular rotations. You guys are doing um, all these things that um, are not just going to make people stronger and fitter, but make them feel better as a, <laughs> throughout their everyday life and, and just yeah. make them better husband, better wife, better parent, better, better worker at, at, at their job, whatever the case may be that they're trying to improve. Like fitness can definitely be a piece of that. And you guys go above and beyond in terms of just more, it's more than just how much weight can you lift or how much of an athlete can you be? It's, it's a, how well can you move as a human being? Um, which I think is really cool. Is that something that like you've kind of really brought to the gym? Um, because I noticed like, cause we'll go like, we've, we've put on some like symposiums with you guys and man, I got to say like, you guys are way more attentive than uh, yeah. any other gym that we go to. Like you, your trainers are in there taking notes. Like you can tell like learning is, is definitely a part of that culture for you guys as well. It's big, you know, for sure. I think it goes back to the, the 1% better every, every day thing. And yeah, you know, well before my time at fitness, the, uh, my time at fit with the main principle of our programming is, is do no harm, you know, and, and this idea that, you know, it's no, no one day is more important than your ability to come back tomorrow. So like mm -hmm. you said, I mean, I need to be making sure I'm doing things that are, are a little bit more low risk, high reward, like, I don't need to be crushing people, you know, they need to be able to go to work after they leave the gym because, you know, <laughs> that's who we train. Like you said, we, we train general, yeah. the general population. We train, you know, mothers and wives and husbands and we train fathers and we train, you know, people who work nine to five jobs. And, you know, at the end of the day, their, their goal is really just to move and feel better. And, you know, yeah, we're just trying to check those buckets first. And I also think, you know, like most people who have been doing this for a while, we've all walked away with our own nicks and bruises and different yeah, you know, overuse injuries. And um, I think we've all realized how can we be smarter because longevity, uh, you know, is really the name of the game. If I think about, I don't know if you watched it, it was, it was, you know, very popular a couple months ago, but the last dance with Michael Jordan, I mean, yeah, the ability yeah. to be great for a long period of time is, is really what it's rare. about. You know, it's yeah. rare and, it's, you know, anyone can sprint, you know, one time, but can I keep doing it 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, right? And yeah, that's kind of the base of, of what we want to provide people. I love it, man. Yeah. And that's so true. Like, I would say we get we get a lot of people in the clinic where it's like, you know, they went like real hard on a weekend and, and like went above that capacity level that they typically have. I was just because they don't train at those levels. And that's fine. You don't have to go you don't have to go that hard all the time. But um, yeah, I love the idea of being able to get people back into the gym the next day, make sure that you can work out over and over and over again and just be physically active and not be crushed for the next week, you know, um, be able to go on a hike up stone mountain and not be able to not sit down on the toilet because your legs are so sore the next day, you know? Um, and, th and those, and those are arguably way more important than like some of these like, um, objective goals, I guess you can say, where I, I want to be able to bench press 300 pounds or I'll be able to squat 500 pounds. Well, it's like, well, why, <laughs> why do you want to do that? And, uh, but if you have those goals too, like those are also important. Not not trying to poo through those by any means. Like, um, if you if you have athletic goals, like there's a way that you can hit those and still be and still enjoy like eighty or your, your like everyday life as well. So for sure. Uh, what do you, what do you do, man? Like from a training perspective, um, head trainer, you, the world of training is a grind. No ifs ands or buts about it. Uh, how do you kind of maintain your fitness levels on top of everything that you do for FitWit? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, it's. Um... I don't know if you've read uh, Atomic Habit. I don't know if you've no, read, I haven't that, read book, that one. Yet. Read it all, and I've, you've probably read other books that kind of talk about just habit and, and discipline and, and stuff for like sure. that. And for me, it's just become 
it's part of the day. It's, it's almost like the brushing of the teeth. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's part of my life. You know, it's, it's something that's going to get done no matter what. There's kind of not a negotiable. And, and also understanding that that means I don't have to be in the gym for two hours to get a good workout. Or, you know, I, I try to set a clock. I give myself an hour in the morning as soon as I finish kind of going through all my morning classes. I take care of myself for an hour and then it's back to getting everything else done in the day that needs yeah. to be done. All the back end stuff that is part of, you know, running a gym program that people don't kind of realize and see. And, you know, <laughs> that takes place after I take yeah. care of myself and yeah. 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 So do you write all the programming over at FitWit then? Yeah, for sure. So what we do at FitWit, which is really cool is, uh, we always do kind of a peer review of programming. So we have a basic outline of, this is our tenements. This is what we believe. This is what we're going to try to achieve. And it's structured in a way that we're trying to hit those main goals. Like you talked about, like a strength conditioning and mobility. How can I touch on all of these three pieces? Mm-hmm. And then I write it out. It's based on a four week program. Mm-hmm. Each week as a staff, we go through at our staff meeting of the workouts, we peer mm-hmm. review and we kind of check down, Hey, just what that way I'm not getting stuck in, in stuff that I think is cool. And maybe I'm missing, maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm missing a whole other thing out there, you know, and sure. Yeah. And so we peer review as a group, we make those changes and then we go from there, you know, right now, so many of those things are, are not in our, our, uh, wheelhouse because we don't have access to being able to share a lot of the equipment that we have. So, yeah. uh, this idea of, of kiss, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, keep it kiss. simple, stupid, <laughs> keep it simple, stupid, right? Like that's yeah. how I, that's how I kind of live my life and my training. And that's what we try to bring into the gym as well. Keep mm-hmm. it simple, stupid, you know, and yeah. How do I keep this as simple as possible and, and get the results? Yeah. I think that's awesome, man. Cause like, uh, there, there's a lot of, and Instagram can be at fault of this to some level, <laughs> but it's been around in the world of fitness forever. People are always trying to look for like, the real cute, sexy exercise that, uh, that just looks really cool. Right. Um, and really like you look at any foundational program of any, of any like uh, professional athlete, whether that's a field and quarter barbell athlete, like and and 90% of what they do, 99% of what they do is foundational based movements. And then they get into the cute stuff once they've earned the right to do those movements, you know, um, it's not a staple of what they do and they're not doing it every day by any means either. Um, and dude, you've got to be, you guys have to be chomping at the bit too, to get back into your facility. Uh, for, so on top of, I know I said I only mentioned COVID once, but on yeah. top of, um, COVID happening and kind of shutting you guys down, it happened right as you guys were moving into a new facility, a new, large, beautiful facility that is like, I know your members are excited to get there and your trainers and yourself are going to be just as excited to get in there as well. Absolutely, man. Uh, and I mean, the people at home can't see you, but I'm wearing our, our new logo and our new, Sick, our man. new branding, man. And yeah. like I said, kind of ever evolving. I mean, I came on at FitWit in 2015 and, and that was right when we moved from being a four location outdoor boot camp mm-hmm. brand to a two outdoor, one indoor location. And that was our old College Avenue Kirkwood location, which, which you've been to before. And yeah, that was, that was about, 3000 square feet, I think. And, you know, we got so much done in, in that, in that space and basically yeah. got to a, got to a point over the last five years where we realized there's all these other things we would love to expand into expanding into a kid's program, expanding into a youth athletic development program, expanding into a lower impact, um, 55 plus program and 
and how can we offer all of this on top of our you know 28 person large group training class that's really been the foundation of fitwood for 14 years and yeah. we realized we, we realized we needed to expand so we moved into a, <laughs> about a, a 10,000 square foot facility and I mean, it's we, me and Josh joke around that it's called the uh, fantasy factory. We put a basketball goal in there and it's got <laughs> oh, a no turf way. field. And oh, yeah, man. And <laughs> I mean, we did some hoops over there, man. Absolutely. We didn't spare expense. We got turf lanes and, um, you know, it's, it's gorgeous. One of my big uh, pushes was for the water fountain with the water bottle refiller. And yeah, kind of going from our gritty past of being in fields and being in the dirt to being in this more lush environment. But What's interesting yeah. is right now we're in the parking lot in front of this 10,000 square foot facility <laughs> and we're doing it Just outdoors. people, man. Oh, well, we're back to our roots, you know, Jake, we're yeah. back to our roots, which I think is really cool, man. And it, you know, if anything, maybe it's uh, helping a lot of our members like get a little bit of that gritty feeling back, you know, that yeah. we haven't had over the past five years. And Hey man, when the time's right, we'll be inside that beautiful facility. They see what they, they see what they, you know, are, are looking forward to and yeah 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 dude yeah and then uh and then on top of that like dude first of all i've i've heard probably about half of what you just said after you said you had a basketball hoop in there because yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh I, i've been begging to get a basketball hoop over at uh, athlete's potential and they kind of suffice it with like a little mini hoop but it it only worked for a week and then i'm like all right now i need a real hoop in here yeah. <laughs> um but no i'm just kidding but like uh also, on your guys' wall, I love what you guys have on there. You have in, like, big block letters, you have Stronger Together. Um, and that's awesome. I think that that's, like, a mantra that you guys live by. And um, and, and, we, and the people that we work with who come from your gym, like, it, that's exactly how they kind of talk, man. Like, it's – it's. I know it's cliche to say it's, sort of like a, it's a little cliche or overused to try to build a community within a gym, but you guys do a really good job at that. Um, what do you think um, is something, like – outside of like good programming from the head trainer's perspective, what, and knowing people's names and everything, what is like, is there one thing or one big thing you can, can uh, attribute to just that overall community vibe? I mean, you have to earn the right to have that community. So like you guys have been in business for 14 years, it sounds like. Um, so, I mean, you have, it's been building over a process, but what is, what is the glue to kind of, kind of keeps that together? Would you say? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think I think a big part of it is, is really just wanting to be a part of these people's lives, you know, like, yeah, even for myself, you can't fake that you can't fake it, you know, within this, yeah. within this current, you know, climate that we're in. Um, one of the big things I was saying is, man, I miss these conversation, conversations I have with my community, you know, for the first three yeah. to four hours of my day. I'm in there with, you know, 20 plus people and, and we're talking about all kinds of stuff. We're talking about their lives. We're talking about their kids. We're talking about their jobs, you know, we're, and we're just kind of, you know, getting to know each other and building those re relationships. Yeah. Uh, and that's really it. You know, if you're going to be in this business, if you're going to be in this career and you're going to be successful, you have to understand that relationships come first learning yep. to communicate. I see that conscious coach sitting behind you. I'm Brad yeah, has a lot yeah. of good stuff to say, but <laughs> yeah, learning to communicate and building those foundational relationships is really what makes it a difference, you know, and some yep. gyms talk about it and we really try to walk in those shoes, you know, at our staff meeting, 
last year I started uh, a practice where everybody had to give something they learned about a member that week. Mm. So we call nice. it open, open-ended questions. Yeah, I set this up where basically every week you had to go up to a member, ask them an open-ended question, get to know something about them, and then bring it to the staff. And we talked about it as a staff at the staff meeting. Yeah. And, you know, just getting to know these people more than, oh, that's Steve. He comes to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dude, Steve- I think that's, sorry, go ahead. No, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Good. I was just saying, dude, that's, that's, uh, it's crucial. And, and, and like, and like you said, like you, you can't fake it. Um, and, and, and oftentimes like you, when you have those deeper conversations, uh, and, and you, you, de- it's just natural to develop those deeper relationships, um, where, where the gym now it's not like this other, it's not, the gym doesn't become the siloed part of their life where they like, it becomes like an, a part of their identity and it, and it starts trickling into the other aspects of their life. Um, and it's the same thing, like what we do in the clinic. And, and so like, you know, like when, so somebody comes into a clinic, for example, and say they have, you know, back pain or whatever, they've had back pain for 20 years. Right. And you guys see this in the gym, probably way more than I see it in the clinic. Cause like and what a lot of people don't realize is like gyms are oftentimes like first responders to injuries, right. Or, or chronic pain in particular too. Um, definitely like the, the, uh, that first step for a lot of people and correcting that. Um, but uh, people coming like, yeah, my back pain has been hurting me for like, you know, the past 20 years. I'm like, ah, man, that sucks. What's going on? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and then I'm figuring out, and then, but then my big, my big question is like, well, why, why are you in here now? Like, what, what is it over the past 20 years? Like, what is it stopping you from doing, you know? Um, and then it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh, about to have my third kid and I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to get on the floor and play and play with my daughter as much as I want to, you know, or, uh, you know, I have this goal, I'm about to retire soon. And, um, you know, I've busted my ass my entire life to be able to have these, be able to go on these trips with my wife and I'm, and I'm nervous not going to be able to. Um, dude, I have these conversations with people all the time. And once you find out like, oh, that's your motivation to come in here. It's not, it's not your back pain. It's the same thing in the gym. Like those are your motivations for coming in. It's not, or for becoming a member or sticking with the gym. It's not, uh, you want to get fit or you want to look good in, a, in front of a mirror. Like, yeah, I mean, those are always nice perks for sure but that's not going to be this, that's not going to be a lifelong habit or lifelong like habit forming reason that gets you through the tough times where you have to wake up at four 30 in the morning to get to the gym. You don't want to after the third month, you know, um, and being able to develop and have those conversations and develop those relationships. Uh, <laughs> like they're not going to like, people aren't going to want to go anywhere else once they've had those conversations because you realize like, Oh, this is more than you're more than just a trainer to them. And they're more than just a client to you. Um, it, it's truly, it truly is a community at that point where you guys care about each other on a much deeper level than just, oh, you come here and pay money to go to the gym and I train you because you pay money. So yeah. um, I, lo- I think that's a really cool idea. We might have to steal that and start implementing that into our, uh, into our weekly staff meetings as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I think that's, that's awesome. Just holds everyone accountable and makes everyone try to have, because I'm sure just now it, it may have been like forced at first for your trainers to do that. Um, in terms of like, you know, they feel like, they have, like, oh shit, we have this meeting coming up. I got to ask, I got to ask somebody a question. Uh, but I'm sure it's it, now it's just a natural part of their day. And it's just like, they, they can't, they probably have too many like examples to give now. They're searching for which one do they just want to give that week. Oh, absolutely. And then it becomes like, okay, now let's find the new person I haven't built that great relationship with. You know, it's like, I, I <laughs> yeah, can talk to, yeah. I could talk to this person all day in class. Now let's find the new, the new member or the person I haven't been able to, you know, get a little bit deeper into the relationship with. And 
I think, you know, I, I actually, it might've been Danny who said this to us one time when you guys came into the, the gym to do an in-service with us and he called it the tip of the spear. Yeah. And just talking about how coaches and trainers really are the, the people who are around these people more than anything. And, and that's something I always try to remind our staff and I try to remember, remind people when I'm talking to them, which is, you know, for most of our members, I see them three, four, five times a week. Yeah. That's more than they see their best friend probably, or their, <laughs> or like their family their spouse, or yeah. yeah, besides their spouse <laughs> yeah. and their coworkers. Like I see them three, four, five times a week. And, um, yeah. the better, it also goes back to this idea of, you know, people don't care about what, you know, they care about how you make them feel. And yeah. if you can make them feel welcomed and want it, I mean, you're going to have a better outcome. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is, and this is something you talk about the, the conscious coaching book. And I, and I think it's becoming more and more prevalent, but like, man, like just good programming is, is it's just the base. It's just, that's like the price to play. You're that, that's like the price of entry, you know, yeah. good programming is just the beginning of what you need to be able to do. And then communication, uh, community development, like actually being able to care about someone, which sounds silly, but that's a, that's a skill uh, yeah. to be able to like truly care about someone that may not, that doesn't have any positive, in, like a net positive influence, but may not directly like, um, gift you something for having that relationship, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, um, that, that's a skill. And that's when you truly start caring about people. Um, so yeah, I love that you guys do that. And dude, I'm super interested too, by the way, of all these like auxiliary programs that you're having off of your main foundational program or programming. So you're having, you said like a kid's camp and, or a kid's program and a athletic development program. Yeah, absolutely. Like those so, are two separate things. Those are two separate things. So we run, okay. a, we run a kid's program, which I actually started, um, which if you know me well, you know, you would think that's funny, but, uh, <laughs> we started a kid's program at the gym about four years ago uh, and I started heading that up and that soon grew and, you know, you know, the community we live in and, and, yeah. uh, where the gym is located. Oh, kids everywhere, man. Oh, families and kids everywhere. And yeah. <laughs> that that's grown over the years to where that got separated into, um, three different time slots for ages. Yeah. We were able to separate into three different time slots. Um, and then we realized last year uh, that it would be something to really touch this community. You know, you, you see, you guys have them all the time. You have all these kids that come in that play, they play basketball and um, you know, they're, they're getting really involved in sports. And yeah. we realized like, how can we help do this the right way? How can we have some kind of athletic development program that's going to help teach kids kind of foundational training, strength training, and also foundational conditioning and plyometrics and, and things that athletes need. So a little bit more structured um, and just also helping in, in this world that's, you know, continuing to become more specialized and, you know, yeah. more, more soccer year round. And how can we help yeah. kids have, have these periods of time that are, Hey, maybe for six weeks, you do this youth athletic development program instead of doing another soccer camp. And this way you yeah. can get, you know, learn to get strong and, and focus on these other things. So, yeah, we started yeah. that last year and that was basically little six week blocks where you would sign up. We were limiting, limiting it to 14 people, 14 mm -hmm. kids. Um, starting at age 12. So realizing that kids really just need to play at first, you know, they can learn some foundational things like here's how to squat and here's how to do a push up. But 
but really, you know, around 12, hey, let's start if you're interested to focus on getting a little bit deeper into training. Um, so a lot more focused, a lot more like how we train adults. And yeah. um, we limited the classes. And that was something we were trying to expand. We're still running it right now. We do Zoom and we do some in-person outdoor. Uh, we call it shorthand YAD, our YAD okay. program. Yeah. Okay, nice. Dude, I love it. Um, so at the, uh, at the fun factory, <laughs> you yeah. guys, uh, you guys also have the, uh, so the turf strip, I think that's awesome. Um, and then, so you guys will be getting into a lot of agility work. I think that that's a, I think that's an important piece that's missing a lot of like adult training programs as well. And I know you guys implement that as well. So uh, just a, again, another feature of like how you guys are going above and beyond and, and really trying to get that 1% better. Um, but so clearly agility programming is going to be part of it. So, um, you guys have, uh, you guys have like all the rowers as well, like all the, all the equipment you could need, like C2 rowers. Um, you guys have ski ergs, assault bikes, all that fun stuff. Yeah, we don't have ski ergs. We, we do have, you know, the concept two ergs and we row yeah. and we like to, uh, to focus on, you know, a lot of rowing stuff. We usually take a group yep. of people to the Atlanta erg sprints every year. And, um, nice. we have the air bikes, which is really just, uh, I mean, I think, probably bang for your buck one of the best pieces of conditioning equipment you <laughs> they're, can have. they're the best torture devices of all time man <laughs> absolutely low low yeah. impact low stress on the on the joints in the back and i mean bang for yeah. your buck i would say low risk high reward man you, you can for crank sure. on that thing build a strong engine and um yeah. if, you're, if you're wanting to leave out of the gym feeling like someone you know kicked your butt i mean there's nothing worse than getting on that bike you know <laughs> um yeah. so we got those and we got sleds and we do a lot of heavy sled pushing and some lighter sled sprinting. Mm -hmm. um, and then classic kettlebells. We do most of our strength training and external loading with kettlebells and yep. pull-up bars, pull-up rigs. We use um, med balls to do med ball throwing to kind of get some plyometric power work in, some light implement Love throwing. Work, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of our big focuses really is a lot of tempo work. Today, in okay. fact, was a today. Today, in fact, was a tempo training strength day in which we kind of focused on slowing movements down and putting them on tempo clocks so we can focus a little bit more time under tension. And that's a yep. that's been a big staple in our program for the past couple of years. And yeah, man, we do the most with what we can. Yeah, dude, you and you guys are doing incredible things. If if somebody wanted to find out more about Fitwit or uh, whether that's on the on a website or a social media account or an email, like what would be the best way for them to kind of get in touch with FitWit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our website is extremely thorough. We have a blog on there and there's lots of great information, including some of our different programs that we're currently running right now and all of the online offerings that we're also offering right now. Um, yeah. So that's just FitWit.com. And then from a social media standpoint, we're on Facebook. If you look up Fitwit, and then also our Instagram uh, tag, I believe, is Fitwit Nation, if I'm okay. not mistaken. So Fitwit Nation is a good place to find uh, those social media posts. Cool. Yeah. We, yeah, you can get get some sneak peeks of the gym as well in there, man. That's uh, that's what I've been that's what I've been taking taking uh taking my looks at. So, well, dude, Ethan, I really appreciate your time this evening, man. It's been great to have you on the show. Um, you guys are doing awesome things over there and I can't wait for that space to get open because it's going to be, it's going to be great for the, uh, Oakhurst and just Atlanta area in general. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Good talking to you, man. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.